Tone Benders, the Sound Designers Podcast. Here are your hosts, Timothy and Renee. Hello and welcome to Tone Benders. I am your host today, Tim Muirhead. You can follow the podcast via Twitter at the Tone Benders. Our guests today are Erica Dahl and Ethan Van Der Ryan. Together they are co-supervising sound editors on A Quiet Place, and together they were just nominated for an Oscar in sound editing. Congratulations, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. Also nominated for Golden Reels and BAFTAs for the same film. If you don't know who these two are, their full backstory you can find by listening to Tone Bender's episode 35, and you can hear us take a deep dive into A Quiet Place in episode 74. Welcome back to the show. Thanks, Thanks so much. So how's it feel to be nominated for the Oscar for this film? We're, we're super excited. We're, you know, we love this film. We're really proud of the work, the sound work that we did. So yeah, it's thrilling to be rec- recognized for it. So Black Panther, who you're up against, that film had a budget of $210 million. Now, A Quiet Place didn't. <laughs> I think we can put it that way. It was much, yeah. much lower budget. So that's pretty amazingly wide swath to have two films in the same category where the resources were so vastly different. It really goes to show that you guys made the most of what you had. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, we, we had to do quite a lot with, with uh, very little but um, in a way, that actually became a sort of superpower of the movie because, <laughs> you know, if we if it had had a big budget, um, I think there would have been way more nervousness taking some of these sort of experimental sound risks that both John Krasinski wanted to explore and that Ethan and I wanted to explore. So in a way, it was kind of a gift that we were under the radar with the studio and um, we there wasn't. Uh, too much time to over, you know, uh, second guess some of the choices we were making. And of course, none of us really knew that the film was going to be huge until we showed it finally to an audience at, at South by Southwest. And, you know, we were like, felt vindicated, man, the experiment worked. <laughs> like people, people loved the movie as much as, as we did um, working on it. So, so that it was a total thrill. So a Quiet Place has now obviously been out for many months, and it's now been released on home video and streaming. So it lives in a very different world than the uh, perfectly sound-controlled theaters that it was originally meant for. Did you guys have any thoughts of that when you were working on it originally? Well, there was a near-field mix done for it, as there are basically on pretty much all movies. But, you know, beyond that, we definitely thought of it when we were working on the film and, you know, the whole time we were working on it, we were thinking, okay, are we taking this too far in terms of how quiet we're making it? Being very conscious of the fact that the work we were doing was in a way going to force the audience to be very quiet in order for it to be effective you know, the fact that it worked as well as it did in, you know, in in theaters, which are obviously great sound environments, but are also filled with people who may be munching on popcorn or eating candy or, you know, talking to each other or doing whatever is definitely a downside to the theatrical experience or a potential downside. And the fact that people were able to control themselves within theaters really gave us hope that in a home environment, people would be engaged enough in what was happening with the story and the film sound-wise that they would pay attention. And I think that's been borne out. Yeah, one thing that we encouraged people to do when it did come out for home video was, you know, turn off the washing machine, don't have the dishwasher going. 
close the door to your living room. And, you know, ideally, even headphones is a wonderful way to experience the film if you don't have an isolated 7.1 home theater. Um, over headphones, it's it's quite an experience. And actually, we got some feedback from people on who heard the film on an airplane um, with noise-canceling headphones and still got the whole experience. So... That, that was a relief. That's funny that you should mention that. I saw the film in its entirety recently at a cabin in the woods, many feet of snow, no sound outside basically at all, and just basically scared the crap out of myself again, even though I'd seen the movie before. I knew it was coming. But And then recently I was on a plane and saw that it was an option. I was like, I got to try what this sounds like on a plane. And it, it's definitely a different experience on a plane, but it works. It's a cool film. It, it really works. Nice. Cool. So since you guys did A Quiet Place... You've also just done a Bumblebee as well. That's right. What order did you work on those? Bumblebee was um, after A Quiet Place. Um, We'd done a little bit of early work on Bumblebee, but we didn't really gear up until it was really end of spring once A Quiet Place came out. And we were finished Bumblebee in uh, October. So it was interesting to go from uh, a film like A Quiet Place to Bumblebee. Um, but it's funny, some of the principles do apply, you know, how in an action movie, you're always trying to look for contrast and, you know, a quiet place is kind of the extreme version of that kind of sonic contrast and dynamic range. So, and you try to find those valleys in every film, um, you know, including a film like Bumblebee. Bumblebee was kind of pitched to the world as kind of not necessarily a reboot of the Transformer franchise, but a new direction for it. Were you guys given any directions on how to change the sound from previous Transformers movies? Because this is your, what, fifth Transformers movie? I think it's actually the sixth, sixth right? Well, you know, one, one direction was to riff more off of the original 80s cartoon versions and really sort of go back to the source a little more and reference the source a little more because of the fact it's set in the 80s and really is going back a little more to the generation one, you know, models, at least visually. Sonically, we were sort of going to do the same thing. I would say that that was really one of the, the main directions. And then you know, the other thing, because it's it's such a different um, movie and the fact that, you know, there's only really a few Transformers that we're, that we're following. And so it makes it a much more intimate. Definitely. So that sort of led us in, in the direction that we went in terms of really focusing on, the, on building character and building intimacy. Yeah, it's pretty impressive that A Quiet Place kind of surprised people it's one of those rare things. It was an original film. Uh, so that kind of crept up on us. And then Bumblebee, everyone was expecting, not to, not that another Transformer movie is a bad thing, but more of the same. And now it's got a 93% on Rotten Tomatoes and A Quiet Place has got a 95 Like These are numbers that you don't see very often. It's pretty cool that two of your movies... I think you guys did The Meg in there too, which has a bit of a different score on Rotten Tomatoes. But It's, it's in the 90s, right? <laughs> <laughs> we, we also did um we also did Christopher Robin last year. Oh, you did? Yeah. That was a fun movie. I didn't realize you guys had done that. That's great. Yeah, we had a lot of fun on that movie. Um completely different movie as well, but you know, that's one of the things we love about our jobs is that you know, we get to go and do like completely different projects from project to project, and that's really fun for us to to really mix it up and not to be pigeonholed into any one sort of genre or category or 
or style, we're really all about, okay, how do we invent a new style or do something original for this original movie? So that's that's one of the things we love about our jobs. That is a pretty great illustration of four movies that couldn't really be more different from each other. Right. Quiet Place, The Meg, Bumblebee, and Christopher Robin. Wow, that's it's really amazing. Yeah. So yeah. Christopher Robin, how early in the production did you guys get involved on that one? Uh, we got involved, let's see, before shooting had started, I think we had started having conversations with... Uh, with Mark Forrester, the director who we've worked with before and who's just, you know, really, really fabulous to work with. He's just a great collaborator and there's a built-in trust that we have with each other that allows us to really explore. And so we we had some um, early conversations, read the script, got very excited about it. Yeah, then we just uh, really dove in once the shooting had finished and the cut was starting to come together. It was during uh, production, uh, they were shooting in the in UK, um, that we started getting requests for like the heffalump sound. We mm-hmm. started designing uh, tiggers, um, bouncing, uh, those kind of sounds. Because mm-hmm. um, Matt Chessy, the picture editor, was um, uh, on location and starting to put together his assembly while shooting and needed those kind of sounds to, to get going and get the scenes up on their feet. I really love that film. I wish I knew that you guys had worked on that. I sh- should have known that. I would have uh, prepared some more questions for you. So in terms of A Quiet Place, you guys are kind of the flag bearers for the film at the Oscars. I think you're the only ones nominated from that film. Is that correct? Yeah, that's that's correct. Frankly, we were really hoping um, that it would get a little more love in some other categories. But we're glad at least we got a nomination. But but yeah, we would have definitely liked to see a little more love. Something that I think a lot of our listeners have never had a chance to be a part of is the idea of the movie studio doing a campaign to get you nominated. Are you consulted at all for that or does it just happen? You know, I think when they feel like they have a potential horse in the race, then the gears, you know, and it's a totally different department from, you know, normally working, we're working with the post-production kind of department of the studio, putting the film together. So it's really kind of the marketing side of things that kind of gets going um, when they sense that they've got some potential for awards. I think A Quiet Place is a little unique in the sense that there was publicity starting for us back when the movie was released because so many of the top reviews were talking about how integral the sound design is to the the narrative of the movie. And that's that's really unique in our world for for sound design to even be thought of or or mentioned and mentioned early in a lot of reviews. So I think that um, caught the studio's attention. I think they realized that coming at the picture from a sound design point of view was actually a way into the movie and a way to sort of help expose it to the world, not specifically around awards stuff, but really about publicity in general for the movie. I guess my my question is, do you get to approve these ads that go in the trade papers and stuff like that, or do you just wake up one morning and see it? Um, yeah, no, we're, we're definitely don't have veto power on anything like that. <laughs> I think we, we were asked for suggestions um, for uh, one of the ads. 
you know, that's kind of outside of our wheelhouse. So we, we leave that to the experts. But uh, one thing we have been quite involved with has been, you know, they've been setting up Q&As after screenings and uh, partnered with the MPSC and did a sound show about A Quiet Place, breaking down some of the design things that we did and creating the creatures and how we approach creating Regan's point of view, her sonic envelope. And so that's been kind of fun getting out there and seeing how much interest there, there is from um, fellow sound people and beyond out in the world. <laughs> well, I wish you great luck with the awards at the various ceremonies coming up and uh, know that uh, your nominations have all been highly deserved. And amongst uh, the people that listen to this podcast and amongst sound people that I talk to, when that film came out, it was a topic of conversation like I don't know that I've ever really experienced before. Like everyone that is involved in the sound community was like, have you seen A Quiet Place yet? Oh my God, oh my God. We'd like people to stop saying they've seen the movie, but say they've heard the movie. That's- <laughs> yes, good point. <laughs> it was really awesome. I wish you guys luck and thanks very much for sitting down with us again today. No, it was a pleasure. It was a total pleasure. Cheers. Thanks so much. Really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Tone Vendors. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. If you listen on iTunes or Stitcher, please write us a review while you're there. To support the show, go to ToneVendorsPodcast.com and click through our Amazon link or leave us a tip. You can also download and listen to our entire show archive there and leave a comment on our site or on SoundCloud. Keep up to date by following at the Tone Vendors on Twitter or find Tone Vendors Podcast on Facebook and YouTube. Email us with your questions and ideas at info at tonebenderspodcast.com.